fur bearing trout. Load bearing oh. trout. There we go. I'm now recording. As am I. Oh my. Well, you know. It's a bright and sunny day. It's snowing here. Well, it's not snowing on the arena. <laughs> Which is inside of, of this computer. Small box. Perhaps our first cold open ever. Welcome to Super Duperstitious. The comedy podcast about the science behind the spooky industry. We've done cold opens before. I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. Uh, it's episode 179, so it's definitely easy to forget everything we've ever done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I stay flushing. ABF. <laughs> um, this is the show where we talk about, usually talk about just some kind of strange, mysterious thing, uh, creepy thing, whatever it might be, and try and understand it through the powers of science and friendship. Yes. But this whole month of March, we got something special going on. Something much more mad. Indeed. And mouth-shaped. <laughs> At the mouth of March Madness, where we're observing the World Championship Cult Whoop-Off, the WCCW which we're doing in the NCAA, which is the which Nominal is the Cults Nominal Antagonism Cults. Association Analyzer. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, A, why would you jump in an episode labeled Part 4, Semifinals and Finals? And B, I'll tell you about it anyway. It's a it's a cursed computer thing we have, which um, we can... The NCAA devices, specifically, not the competition. Right, no, we summon cults into it to have them compete uh, for any amount of time we determine to see which one comes out on top. And they are competing in that manner in the WWCW, which is the full month-long March Madness bracket. I think we're all yes. caught up. Last week we had the Couldn't quarterfinals. Yeah. Last week at the quarterfinals, what did we have happen? We had some unprecedented outcomes in these paired-off competitions, uh, one of which both teams destroyed each other and did not advance. So by default, we saw... Let's just start from the top. We had in the world division, <laughs> uh, Realism and Geikoslavia are going to be competing in the semifinals. Yes. And then what you're Why about to say... Of it? Yeah, what you're uh, about to say... In the... Uh, cosmic... Or the, global sorry. division... This is all part of the cosmic region, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all staying <laughs> up with this. <laughs> if you have listened to the whole month of it, you get why this is such a mess to us. And it's We're fine. in the cosmic region, well, the world division within the cosmic region, as Jake has said, Rialism and Geigoslavia. The other division is the global division. And in that case, Church of All Worlds is advancing uncontested because the Branch Davidians and QAnon destroyed each other. Truly, so unexpected. there was no there was no winner from that that pairing. So Church of All Worlds by default will advance in the galactic region. We begin with the Earth Division. We have the I Am Movement and the Ayn Rand Institute, which actually did absorb the Crypto Bros. Another That's right. unprecedented move. Totally weird. Uh, then we have the Freedomites in the I'm sorry, and then the Planetary Division. <laughs> we have the Freedomites coming up against the Musk Minions. Be very interesting to see who advances there. Indeed. Um, 
quite a you thing. Know, we like to say how much this could not be more easy to follow along. In fact, the entire bracket system that we pulled together was <laughs> tested for clarity, consistency, and uh, cogency. So we're feeling proud of that. And we're only using a total of, I think, three different Google documents each in order to keep up with every one of these episodes every time. Whatever amount of stumbling you hear is in fact the result of a intense amount of organization. Yes. Can you can you only imagine how bad it would be otherwise? How other how different it would be otherwise. <laughs> um before we jump in and turn this thing on to full power for the semifinals, uh um, We only turned it up to full power for the end. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been just kind of humming along normally. We're running like thirty percent for everything else. But let's begin by uh, thanking our sponsor for Phantoms. I'm going to come right out and say it today. <laughs> Such a groovy brewery, perhaps the grooviest in Western Massachusetts. Easily incorporating big tank smoke monster amplifier acoustics, body moisture, and yeast in time to make a particular brand or ferment <laughs> beverage that can only be described as beer. Which, you know, their beers are so goddamn good and. I don't need to be paid to say it. And we're not being paid currently to say it, but we're going to keep saying it. And not, and not trying to guilt trip Drew. We're just saying we, we like doing the ads for this place. Exactly. But you should feel guilt. You should feel bad. <laughs> we spend whole minutes talking about this, preparing for this, doing this. And not spending those minutes replying to your email from the beginning of January, whenever that was. So, Shame. On someone. On us. Mostly. And the answer is yes. This is fucking by the up way. the end. <laughs> <laughs> so let me take it back. Cut that all out. Um, four Phantom Slaps. Their events are awesome. They have trivia nights. They have D&D nights. The vibe of their whole thing is heavy metal meets D&D meets sort of a pagany, spooktacular, cool nature element. And that's all wrapped around just delicious beer. Plus, they have a lot of community active efforts. Mm -hmm. There ain't nothing wrong about it. So if you're in the New England area and you have access to their brewskis at a local distributor, mm -hmm. do consider buying some. And if you're so lucky as to live close enough, I would say to go to their tavern in Greenfield, Massachusetts. And otherwise, uh, you know, just check them out somehow. Yeah. Go to fourphantoms.net. We appreciate you guys even. so much. We do. Uh, thank you for sponsoring this tournament for Phantoms. Uh, as you can see, for the finals, we were able to unfurl one four-by-two-foot banner that <laughs> is mostly blowing, I would say, in the breeze. <laughs> I can just see the F, really, yes. but it is looking real nice. Um, $35 at uh, Kinko's. Thank you very much. We'll and, add um, that to our next invoice. There. yeah yeah i <laughs> can't stress enough how much you are paying for that um and uh you know of all the hundreds of thousands of fans that i can hear cheering for about five seconds because we can't have them cheering for too long <laughs> i'm sure some of them can see it so let's get right into it uh i can hear the sound of us opening our documents as i speak to the cosmic region semi-finals Oh, big day. Pause for music. <laughs> I'm First. sure I'm recording. Jesus God, thank you. <laughs> As before. <laughs> uh, the first pairing is uh, going to be 
just a couple that I have, so let me talk to you first about Realism versus Glycoslavia. Do it. Again, a recap of what their deal is. I gotta crawl way back up the top. It's a UFO religion. We know what those are now. It's just because aliens made people on Earth. They're called the Elohim. Uh, this guy, he calls himself Ryle. He used to be a, a French race car driver, and now he is a prophet. He goes around telling all the people to believe in, like, you know, just caring about each other and respecting well, yourself and each other and uh, nonviolence and world peace and fucking... Some more details we haven't covered before is a thing he started in the late 90s called the Order of Angels. This is a, a little something that... Um, <sighs> If there were another shoe to have dropped, this is probably it about uh, realism. So the whole kind of vibe is like there's a lot of sex positive feminism kind of going on with their whole deal for years. Uh-oh. And Raul kept encouraging. This is kind of like Nexium's uh, not sex slaves. Not quite there, but still not quite great. It's more of a, a Hugh Hefner kind of vibe. Okay. So still not great. But uh, so for a while, he kept pushing the idea that, you know, women are great. Uh, men should be more like women. Gender in general is kind of meaningless. But then he cool, did seem cool. to, and then like pushing like the idea of like uh, open relationships, polyamory, that kind of thing, um, and just experimenting with, uh, you know, just don't assume you're heterosexual until you've tried everything. Um, okay, but then okay. he went into just a series of nothing but heterosexual relationships, uh, mostly younger people than him because he was getting older. He's the head of the religion. He's kind of like the pope of their thing. Everything's kind of organized in a sort of like Catholic thing as far as having some kind of structure to it, oh boy. but not monotheistic, not really meant to be an atheist religion it's a it's just they're alien creators who are coming back to uh do stuff anyway he created the order of angels which is his most beautiful female followers were made into their own group who can act as hostesses in preparation for the coming of the elohim yowza when he announced that this was going to be a thing women uh, decided to apply by the dozens to be members of the uh the order of angels so they were actively seeking out to do so it required that they include headshots Quote, we prefer to be surrounded by individuals of great beauty corresponding to the absolutely perfect original models of the different races that we once created on Earth. Oh boy. Physical flaws are all due to the errors of generations past, which have damaged our genetic code. So wanting um, people who were real pretty to look at was he yeah, getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ended up selecting, uh, by 1999, 165 women to join the lower order of white angels. Ooh. And uh, they would be ones to act as missionaries and welcoming agents for when the Elohim come as well as to make Ryle comfortable. Whatever that might mean, we know what it means. They were in a mis- missionary position in every sense of the word, <laughs> am I right? And then uh, there were six elite pink angels above oh, that who followed strict diets in order to maintain genetic purity. Oh. And they were permitted to have sex with no humans other than their fellow pink angels and, of course, Ryle, who was, of course, half Elohim. So Wow, that dude was getting some crazy action. Mm-hmm. So that's some stuff going on with Rylism. Um, who is the other one? Oh, Gakoslavia. The Rack Dudes. Yes. Gakoslavia is, of course, a group of Russian men who are really into gadget hack wrench from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's the beginning and end of their deal. Yeah. So let's, uh, to learn a little bit more about them, um, this is, I know, an audio medium, but... Wyatt, I'm going to take you on a little tour through... I'm, I could not be more excited. Just some photos of uh, the get-togethers. Of these. There's only Russian a few of them. Russian gadget hack wrench religion. Wow. We have a picture taken at night, uh, ostensibly on a classic digital camera yep. uh, with a flash. And there is a long line extending into the background of what look to be uh, youngish men who are holding like tiki torches. Kind of looks like a white nationalist parade. <laughs> 
but they are holding in the front the most prominent thing the leader who has kind of like a homemade batman outfit on except for the mask <laughs> part uh is holding a flag that is just gadget hack wrench and the guy behind him is holding on up a blue some background kind of, the guy yeah. behind him is holding like a freaking cvs bag i guess <laughs> but then we have let's see some get-togethers they have let's see here's a shrine here we go Two gadgets. They're looking they? like very, you know, these are harmless sort of nerds. Except for that guy who I'm still not sure about wearing a lot of leather. Very serious He's got expression. A very serious. But this is looking like a harmless yeah. get together of people who are into their. They found their particular kind of model train. Yes. Here we have a gadget hack wrench, uh, kind of like totem board, I guess. Yep. With like candy, trading cards, stickers, or something. There's at one point a oh, bus where they're out traveling together. Here's a. Uh, Wow, they are super into this uh, character. Yep. That's Gadget as kind of an angelic figure that they've put on, I think, stickers they've been putting up around, window clings, things like that, onto just different parts of town throughout what wherever in they the are in world? Russia to try and help spread awareness of. Uh, now, I wish I could read Russian to know what these stickers actually say. You know but, what you could do is use Google Lens and it would translate it. Oh, shit. All right. Um,. Come on. Yes. Oh, yeah. It says, in the afternoon, birth, March 15th. Oh, God. <laughs> so the stickers they're putting up around town say I guess that. she's going to come back to life or something? Some kind of, uh, yeah, revivalist situation. And let's see what this one says. If I can get that zoomed in enough to see just the one. Oh, it's it, got it. Yeah, it's, it's got, got it. It's got it. Do you remember me? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a picture of Gadget peeking around like through a doorway. Do you remember me? And then it has uh, some stuff. Oh, that yeah. a, it's like a, a website. It's like a bunch of links. websites. And then um, again, signifying March 15th. So a I don't know if that was the day that they date. had to get together. So actually, this is we're recording. Well, I don't want to give away the recording so far in advance, but it's, we're coming up on March 15th. <laughs> um, Let's see. Keep going. A celebratory oh, meal boy. on a tiny, tiny it's coffee a, table. It's a rough looking group of friends. But it seems like they're having a good time together. They do so. seem to be having a nice time. They're a greasy bunch. <laughs> They're exactly what you expect. They are exactly what you expect. They're these are these are people harming no one. They are simply wow. They are not very good artists though, but that's okay. That's okay. So that's uh that's our pair for the beginning of this uh, particular round. Let's go ahead and pop them in. Wow. Set it for uh, however long until the next March fifteenth. I would say approximately a year. Or actually, no, let's call it 360 days. Yeah, thereabouts. <laughs> oh, and it looks like Rylism. Wow. They the are. Broke. They're still, yep, they're still continuing to dominate in their particular uh, branch of this whole competition. They're going My to be in gracious. the finals once again. We'll see if they're able to secure their second cult tournament victory. Who knows? Wow. Meanwhile. Well. The uh, Church of All Worlds, we know by default, is skipping on through. Anything you want to say about them now? Should we save them for yeah, the finals? Yeah, I figure we could uh, we could say a little more about them just to sort of honor their advancement. I figure we could go to their website and I could teach us how to start a nest. <laughs> uh, the first step, of course, in starting a nest is to form a proto-nest. Oh, that makes sense. You got to start with that. The requirements are a name for the proto-nest, contact information for the proto-nest coordinator, and the names and email addresses of three paid members of Ka. <laughs> Uh, who wish to be part of the Proto Nest? An application fee of fifty dollars is required, uh, and this fee will be refunded if, for any reason, your application for a Proto Nest is declined. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, granting of a charter to a Proto Nest is by application to and approval of the Nest Coordinating Council. 
Proto Nest will be on probation for one year and one day, at which point the Nest Coordinating Council will review the activities of the Proto Nest and make the determination on the issuance of a full-blown certifiable Nest charter. Ooh. When you have gathered the necessary information, you may proceed necessary. with completion of... Say what? Necessary. Oh, <laughs> good interruption. <laughs> um, completion of the Proto Nest application by clicking the button below and that's all there is to it there's literally nothing else written about the nest <laughs> on the nest page great we know, uh, all we need to know. let's see what happens they advance so now yes. we can turn to <laughs> the galactic region semifinals. semifinals that was the cosmic region round of the galactic region and the first pairing that's all you My mr goodness, dr shell allow me to take it all away we are we have the i am movement versus the ayn rand institute now shored up with crypto bros mm-hmm uh, the ranks. dive back in on these two guys as i struggle to find my notes so right quick recaps the i am movement this is the new thought religious movement that originated in the united states in the 1930s guy ballard who claimed to receive spiritual revelations from the ascended master saint germain who looks like me if i was really bad at drag <laughs> and you've got your inner divinity it's kind of like the uh, christ consciousness mm-hmm. type vibe we are now just about i guess closer to four months away from the 73rd i am come pageant at the mount shasta <laughs> center or whatever it's called and if we look over at the other side of the you know the thing the arena <laughs> the ayn rand institute now facilitated with crypto bros ayn rand Russian-American philosopher, best known for her work in objectivist and individualist, you know, mentality. Basically, your strength of will and your desire to dominate and succeed in the world is your strongest asset. And um, basically, if, you, if, you're, if you're not a winner, you're a loser type mentality. Mm-hmm. And this institute was founded in Irving, California to kind of uh, protect and disseminate those ideals. So some additional tidbits before these guys go into the box uh, with the I Am movement. All right. I figured I could teach us a little bit about the Violet Consuming Flame from their website. (laughs) Yes. The activity of the Violet, oh, excuse me, the activity of the sacred fire by which you can purify your mind and body. Um, As beloved Mm. Helios is known to have said, quote, every situation on this earth can be changed harmoniously by enough use of the violet consuming flame. There isn't a thing in existence that cannot be cured by that. (laughs) Um, So once you experience and feel the power you have to use this violet flame control, cosmic Christ control of conditions in this world, you will be free, far more free than you understand this hour. Uh, (laughs) But what happens when I use the violet flame, you may be asking yourself, well, I'll <laughs> leave it to Mrs. G.W. Ballard to explain it clearly. <clears throat> the effect in the mind, body, being, and world of the individual who uses the violet consuming flame is to purify all the substance and energy in all his bodies, mental, emotional, and physical. It quiets the whirls of vibratory action in the emotional body, dissolves the impurities in the flesh, and consumes the wrong thought patterns in the mental body. In this way, he establishes habits of constructive thinking, feeling, and speaking. The action that really takes place in the use of the violet-consuming flame is that it increases the vibratory action of the substance in the three bodies to a rate which no discord nor imperfection can exist, for these conditions can only exist in the lower rates of vibration. 
As heat melts wax <laughs> until it drops away by its own weight, and as the heat increases, the wax ignites being consumed by the fire. So does the violet consuming flame melt away the impure substance in the physical, emotional, and mental bodies of the individual who visualizes it pouring through him and his aura for a distance of about three feet away in every direction. Wow. So that's that. <laughs> and now for the Ayn Rand stuff. Diving deeper into the Ayn Rand Institute, their policies get wacky very quickly. You don't say. Uh, so just to list a few, and I'll see if you can tell me where you would say they shake out. They are pro-separation of church and state and argue that the religious right poses a threat to individual rights and that religion is incompatible, incompatible with American ideals. And they even oppose the teaching of intelligent design in public schools. Okay. That would be a... A ding noise, I suppose. Yes. The Ayn Rand Institute, or ARI, is strongly supportive of free speech and opposes all forms of censorship, including laws that ban obscenity and hate speech. I suppose that's another ding. Sure. ARI is highly critical of environmentalism and animal rights, arguing that they are destructive to human well-being. I guess that's a, mm. a, a buzz noise. <laughs> They are also highly critical of diversity and affirmative action programs, oh, as well no. as multiculturalism, <laughs> arguing that they are based on racist premises that ignore the commonality of a shared humanity. Also a buzz noise. Yeah. ARI <laughs> supports women's rights to choose abortion, voluntary euthanasia, huh. and assisted suicide. I would say that's a strong ding. Yeah. ARI denounces neoconservatism in general. For example, one of their dudes, C. Bradley Thompson, wrote an article entitled The Decline and Fall of American Conservatism, in which he argues that they're all just uh, crazy kooks, hmm. which I guess is another ding. So I huh. don't know how I feel about them anymore. <laughs> and uh, that's that. So anyway, I guess we can march them in and let's see what happens. Let's set it for 30 million years. else strange has happened we have had so many unforeseen really bizarre outcomes with this whole tournament the i am movement and the ayn rand institute have combined into a new entity it looks like they are now i am ayn rand uh undergirded by a series of non-fungible tokens <laughs> it seems to be uh, they form sort of a voltron in the shape of ayn rand it's encircled in purple flame and wearing kind of like a Jesus robe. <laughs> so, that's great. We'll love that for us. I love that for all your brackets as well, of course. Yes, something that everyone could have seen coming. Uh -huh. Something that people, I'm sure, are not currently crumpling their bracket <laughs> into a small ball to throw away over. Especially bad given the uh, fact that these are all it's online. your computer monitor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh... Well, let's hit up our, our final... Uh, Galactic region final, final pair, final semi-final pair. Yes. The uh, uh, friggin... Uh, Freedomites. Versus Musk, Musk minions. minions. So a, a few last details about the Freedomites. You know, a question might come up with some of these cults. Like, should if they win, should we join that cult? And, uh, you know, this one, I am noticing there's a lot of Russian influence in this tournament as a whole. Geikoslavia, Ayn Rand Institute, Freedomites... Oh my gosh. A lot going on there. We'd have to learn Russian first and probably part with all our material possessions 
and or blow them up. I'm also not sure if being educated in anything other than the Bible is straight up not allowed or if their problem with public schools was more just government trying to force it on them. I don't know. That would kind of be a determining factor. Otherwise, the idea of simplicity, community, clothing optional all seems fine. So we'll see how things shake out and we can maybe make our determination later. Yeah, love it. Um, With the Musk minions, again, these are just uh, folks who like Elon Musk and everything he does despite (laughs) himself. One additional tidbit here would be that there have been several instances where Elon Musk has been seen or photographed with media mogul Rupert Murdoch. For example, in 2013, Musk and Murdoch were both in attendance at a media conference in California where they reportedly discussed a variety of topics related to the media and technology industries. And then again in 2015, seen attending a dinner with Murdoch. And then again at the Super Bowl, just chilling like a couple of buddies. Hmm. Uh, let's also never forget that Musk and Canadian musician Grimes gave birth to a son, a <laughs> <No>. human child <laughs> that is biologically human and will have a life and will grow up. And they named that human being XAEA12 Musk uh, with X as the first name, AEA12 as a middle name, and Musk as the surname. And then they did it again in December of 2021 <laughs> where they had a biologically human female child which they then chose to name Exa Dark Sidereal Musk. Nicknamed Y. Um, so these are just the reasons that it is clear that people like Musk. I just, these are, I don't know what I'm even <laughs> saying anymore. All I know is that for this final pairing, we have uh, some very anti-materialism group versus a group supporting one of the richest people who's ever lived. Yes, perhaps the richest. Let's see what happens. Put them in for, what are we thinking? How about 12 years? 12 years. Let's see what happens here and... It is the Freedomites. Freedomites. They have come out on top. They had enough Molotov cocktails in there to uh, stop those Teslas in their tracks. Uh, Very excited. (laughs) Although a lot of them did just burn on their own without any need for additional uh, fuel or ignition. Yeah. But uh, that seems to be it for the Musk Minions. They are out. Freedomites are moving on to the finals. Very exciting. We have our final four now for the World Championship Championship Cult Whoop-Off, the W. Double CW, as we all know how to say very easily now. Yes. We have Royalism, Church of All Worlds, I Am Ayn Rand, and Freedomites <laughs> all going in together at the end here. All right. So before we move on into the very finals of this whole thing, uh, let us thank one of our Patreon patrons, and we'll s- just turn the little dial on this NC AAA machine from Cult Tournament to, to Pander. To Pander. <laughs> Which, of course, stands for the Patron Appreciation Neural Dive for Evaluation of Risk and also forces me to say, of course. <laughs> this is a subroutine that we wrote into the NCAA device that allows us, well, really allows the machine to tap into the dark ether. And then through the use of these physical cords that will stick into the back of our heads, we'll download into our brains the creatures, cryptids, ghoulies, monsters, and whatever else is out there that uh, each of our patrons needs to look out for and so it's our way of saying thanks and keeping you all safe and i believe elena h of old forge new york new york elena watch out for devil monkeys get the heck out of here if you ever see a devil monkey i mean it's sort of self-explanatory yes 
Uh, they're um, large baboon-like primates that are now being spotted in the wooded areas of Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff. Wow. You know, we're talking four to five feet tall, very quick and agile. These are essentially Dinopithecus. Ah. It's the ancestor of modern baboons. In Arizona, of all places. There have been witnesses seeing uh, these weird uh, baboon or mandrillotus creepy fanged monkeys in Arizona. Fanged, uh, I believe. Fanged, you're right. Mount Eldon Forest Trail, thereabouts. Dogs are freaking out. You saw these big old things scurrying around. Very scary. Pretty freaky. Not sure where they came <laughs> from. A little unnerving. A little bit. So some of the first uh, reported encounters are back in the 1930s in Tennessee. Wow. has been seeing these, these monkeys all over. Some, these guys have some get around. It does sound like you're pretty safe up in uh, the northeast, but they have been around. They've been seen for decades. Here's an alleged carcass of one of these huh. things found at some point. Ugh. And uh, there's another. People are running these things all around, largely south of the Mason-Dixon line, but generally all over the place. So please, if you find yourself headed south from New York, Watch out for monkeys if they are of the devilish variety. You will know by the look, sound, and aggressive approach. And the flying at you through the air with fangs bared, uh, aiming for the jugular, that's also a sign that it is one of the monkeys you should avoid. Any other kind of monkey, I would say, you're probably good, so... And any other kind of devil, for that matter, too. Yeah. Devil or monkey. Um... Whatever the case, we hope you stay safe from these things, and we really, really thank you for your support on Patreon. We really do appreciate it so very much. If you yourself would like to have your name entered into the pander function, you can do so at any of our tiers, but even for as little as $5 per month. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't only net you the chance to have your creature cryptid ghoulie monster or what have you identified, but also gets you access to our Discord channel outtakes bonus minisodes mm -hmm. and also jake will send you in all likelihood a tulip glass with our logo on it which is worth more than five dollars to begin with it's true so it's it more than pays for itself mm -hmm. you more than pay for yourself and you help us make the show yes so thank you all so much for that let's unplug these things from our brains ah uh. and speaking of these lovely tulip glasses maybe we should take a quick break from all this NCAA stuff in general to uh, enjoy a recurring segment we haven't in, in far too long. Uh, just to further tease the final of this tournament, let's enter into something we call The Quaff. Yes, whatever this episode may contain. Which we totally know about. We're just being vague about it. We're being vague about it. Using our vagus nerve. What are we doing? This is the, the This is the thing where we review beers. We drink beer on the show pretty much all the time. Uh, and then eventually we decide we should actually talk about it in a formal way. And that is the quaff. We use some yes. very, very well-established criteria for judging these beers. The first of which is... Physicality. What that beer look like? talking about the can we're talking about how it pours the bowdy all these things <laughs> we will assess the second of those things of course is chugability how fast can you drink this beer <laughs> and last but not least in fact most of all Joie de vivre. so today, today say what jake 
I said the same exact thing you did, so yeah, Aww. you're good. <laughs> well, Jinx, I'm going to do the rest of the episode myself. <laughs> I mean, segment. I mean, whatever. Uh, we're tapping into more of these beers that Jake sent me about five years ago. Uh-huh. Um, A little before we started the show. <laughs> A little before we started the show that have been sitting on my shelf exposed to all of the brutal fluctuations in temperature that I know beer needs to <laughs> age correctly and be well preserved. Yes. Um, I think it was in direct been. sunlight the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's the one place I messed up. They have not been in direct sunlight. But today we are going to crack into, Jake, tell me. Ninja Unicorn. Slap in a versus. <laughs> yes. Double India IPA. Uh, double, sorry, I was reading half of it, then I looked away. I was like, hey, it's an IPA. I read Double India, and then I, yeah. It's a Double India India Pale Ale uh, by uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company. Pipeworks Brewing, the only brewery that will fix your house. Your plumbing. <laughs> That's the one. No? All right, so let's look at it first. We got, uh, it's, you know, it's what it sounds like. You have a ninja, a unicorn. They're fighting They're each fighting. other on the can. Oh, I see. The unicorn has seems to be locked in a parry with the uh, ninja who has his swords up. The unicorn has captured one with its jaw and sort of perhaps deflected slash pinch grabbed the other with its <laughs> horn and eyebrows, respectively. <laughs> yes. Very, very <laughs> furrowed eyebrows. Uh, yes. Nothing but muscle behind those. There we go. We got the can described. Let's see here. Jake, what are you expecting? I don't know if this is a filtered IPA or not. So and because this has been sitting for so long, Deep we're going to do a, a gentle roll of the can to make sure I that... Uh, as well, I'm rolling the can. This reminds me of a time that I bought some kombucha, and I promptly inverted the bottle aggressively, <laughs> and the woman ringing me up at the cash register said, What are you doing? <laughs> You're going to kill all the bacteria inside. And I said, I... Strongly doubt that. Bacteria are, are notoriously prone to um, physical injury from, yes. you know, moving liquid around, stuff like that. Yes, that is why vial culturing works. You hold the vial perfectly still to prevent any aeration. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Pipeworks Brewing, Bridge, Chicago, Illinois. Let's open it up. I crack mine open quietly in the distance. Here we go. I'm going to pour it. You poured it quietly oh, in the foreground, too. dear God. What happened? There's a bit of head. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm guessing there's, like, no liquid, only foam in your glass right now. I'm going, only foam. I'm going to try uh, and pour. Again, I'm using one hand on the microphone, one on the can, so it's going to be just straight overhead. Going to be very heady as well. That may be the best pouring sounds you have yet captured. Yeah, normally it's pretty uh, viscerally unpleasant when I do it, but this is actually nice. And uh, not as bad a pour as I expected. Came out okay. Nice. Looking at this bad boy, it's looking like not entirely filtered. Yeah, it's got a, a mild haze to it, but not a ton. And, um, you know, it's your typical kind of IPA pour, I would say. Even IPA pour. So Dippa. overall, I'm going to give this a physicality of... I'm going to say four. I was going to say five. I just like the energy. I guess I don't love the art style, but I'm just being a snobby bitch. Yeah, that's why I'm giving it a four. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, I'll give it a 4-2. It's a 42. What's the average between 4 and 42? Uh, just kidding. I know it's what you said. It's going to be doing very well. 4 as well. All right. That's great. I wrote it down in the thing we don't need. Um, Which we do need very much because the people who are having us do this said that we had to do it on contract. That's true. So, carrying on, I'm now going to partake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice and boozy. Pretty hoppy as well. Tragically unbelievably room temperature, which is to say about 75 <laughs> degrees, I'm sure. Oh, God. It was written on the bottle. <laughs> I just think I needed to turn my beer fridge uh, down a little bit because, like, oh, this is a little bit less cold than I like, but I guess I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. <laughs> I would say the temperature of this beer would be comfortable for swimming in. <laughs> uh, but that has not impeded its delicious hoppiness, its booziness. I like a nice boozy beer. Mm-hmm. Come up, slap me in the neck. <laughs> Punch you in the throat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank you. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy the taste of it, but I think the extra alcoholness to it does slow you down a little. I'm going to say I'd give this a chuggability of a, yeah, uh, let me try another sip. Mmm. Three? I was even going to say four or five. Wow. The alcoholic quality of it, along with the refreshing, and I will say, no offense, Pipeworks, but pretty one note IPA yeah. flavor makes this a beer that I want to drink rather rapidly <laughs> so I will say four four all right and uh, what are we gonna say for a schwad of beef what eyebrow pinch eyebrow pinch I'm gonna say OMG so random <laughs> and this has been the, the quaff I feel like whatever we just drank was so good. Very refreshing. I, I think we liked it. Unless we didn't. It feels as though it was already months ago <laughs> that we had whatever we just drank seconds ago. Yep. So let's go ahead and uh, let's hop right back into it. We're going to settle into the very final whoop-off of this uh, whole cult competition here. My Again, goodness. our finalists are Rawlism versus the Church of All Worlds versus... I am Ayn Rand versus Freedomites. Now, to further complicate matters, the NCAA isn't like your standard March Madness uh, competition in that yeah. in the end, the final four all compete at the same time to see who now, of those comes out on top. I know what you're thinking and what you're saying, which is, whoa, Wyatt, Jake, I filled out my brackets such that <laughs> these teams would pair off and ultimately there'd be one pair fighting at the end. Uh -huh. That's your fault. You're, you made the mistake. <laughs> this is obviously how this works. Doesn't matter that the brackets we gave you to fill out only worked one way. A true fan. Would you would have, have written in in the last pair <laughs> N-A because it's clear that that is how it goes. Uh -huh. um, we'll still honor your predictions as best we can for the scoring. Don't you worry. Well, for now, let's, give, let's, let's do a, a final look at our four finalists. My goodness. What's their deal? What their deal is. Should I begin with Rylists? Go for it. They are our, again, reigning champions from the very first of these tournaments we did. Now back to try and secure the ultimate victory over all of the cults that managed to get into this competition. Um, some final stuff about them. Rallians believe that their genetic information is recorded by a remote computer and will become recognized during their final hour when they will be judged by the extraterrestrial Elohim. So that's neat for them. Mm. The thing about them, they also kind of want to—they they want to purify the human gene pool, which 
Sounds a little a little not great when you hear those terms, but the idea is a uh, designer cloning, which sure definitely has some eugenics aspects to it, but it's a matter of not getting rid of like certain whole types of people. They believe that, like they mentioned before, all races were created by the Elohim as perfect beings. It's a matter mm. of getting the perfect specimens of all those races. Still going to run into some problems, but um, design your own people, make them normal. Child rearing will be a thing of the past. This is the future for Rylists. Should we join them if they win? Maybe if they uh. don't do the eugenics part and get a little bit less weird about some of the other gender politics stuff. I don't know. Yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, How about Ka? Ka. So Ka, uh, the Church of All Worlds. This is our neo-paganist group. And um, let's see here. It looks like Ka has prepared a statement. Oh. Uh, in dedicated reverence to our Mother Earth and in loving celebration of life in all its many and diverse forms, we, the members of Crow's Nest, a global Ka cyber nest, hereby proclaim our commitment to a way of life that is ethical, benevolent, humanistic, life-affirming, ecstatic, and ecologically sane. We waterkin subscribe to means and methods that are creative rather than destructive, receptive rather than authoritarian, gentle rather than violent. These guys are fucked and inclusive <laughs> rather than exclusive. We pledge our commitment to following a path of harmonious eco psychic awareness with the total biosphere of our holy mother earth, whom the Greeks named Gaia. All you who seek to achieve your fullest potentials and strive to leave behind a better world than the one you inherited, all you who uphold the simple virtues of decency, compassion, courage, and reverence for the sanctity of life, come and join with us. Let's do this thing together. Um, and then they have a frequent special guest that looks like Gandalf. <laughs> I think this is their final kind of declaration as they head in. I would say, should we join them? Hell fucking yeah. Ka, baby. <laughs> Ka. These guys are not gross, and I like their Earth-centric efforts and focus. Yeah. Seems like a, a pretty good direction to go. Now let's look at the the weird giant mech that has formed in the la in the semifinals, calling itself I Am Ayn Rand. Uh, yes. It has been bellowing out different messages of its beliefs since we started. We've kept we don't have a mic inside the ncaa so we've been trying to avoid getting that spread out too far it's kind of like bouncing between declarations of self-autonomy and authority uh invitations to invest and it just keeps on talking about that i am come <laughs> pageant <laughs> yep and i can't tell if it's saying that it is the pageant or that we are meant to attend the pageant it's become a very confusing thing and the purple flames are getting bigger and bigger it's a pretty overwhelming seeming opponent uh i don't know that we will have much choice if they should win but to join them it does seem like kind of a borg situation at this yeah. point yeah assimilation is inevitable so let's hope that uh maybe our final contender has something to throw at them uh to prevent this takeover uh the freedomites again very anti-possession anti-property probably anti a lot of the things that that particular borg bot thing stands for and they're also pretty good with fire so they might have a chance against the purple flame unless it makes it stronger yes let me see if i have anything i can add about them further research i have found that the freedomites were not specifically just against the idea of public education as a whole but against compulsory education in government schools huh 
and they also uh, really increased their arson and uh, bombings and such after one of their leaders, Verigen was his name, uh, was assassinated. Mm. In under 50 years, the Freedomites were able to commit over 1,112 separate acts of arson, wow. causing over $20 million in damages. Uh, these include bombing and arson attacks on public schools, bombings of Canadian Jesus. railway bridges and tracks, bombing of a courthouse at Nelson, and the destruction of a power transmission tower serving East Kootenay District, resulting in the loss of 1,200 jobs. Oh my uh, so God. They, they really do have, like, not a lot of people can still have quite a lot of effect. They, uh, they can get their influence out there, and they can do it all without they a whole can. lot on. Um, I was going to say, clothes must get in the way of a lot. <laughs> so they uh, they may have a chance to hold their own in this final competition. Only way to really know for sure is to finally fire up the final final. So we will put it in for 950 billion years. <laughs> and we'll see what happens at the end. Who comes out on top of all of that? All right. My goodness. They're going in now. The power is go. charging up even more. The winner of the WWCW tournament is... Yes! Yes! The Church yes. of All Worlds. The Church of All Worlds. Wow, Pine didn't take it to realize who that was. Kong oh has come God. out on top. Wow, fantastic. Oh, There were some up. bad options. They managed to, with their just gentle lovingness, we thought they were going to have their asses handed to them three times over from the other group, oh. but... They oh were able to God. defeat I Am Ayn Rand. Uh, they did not catch fire in any way. And uh, Rawism, they had a chance. They got a good run. They won before, but not this time. Ka is the winner. Ka, baby, Ka. Of wow. the World well, Championship Cult I'm inspired to start my own pro nest. Uh, <laughs> that's a thrill. Easily the good guy victory in this day of uh, much more threatening potential outcomes <laughs> yes, here. indeed. <laughs> wow, that has been quite uh, an emotional journey. This this whole uh, this whole tournament. Oh my God! And uh, don't let our much more energetic reaction suggest that this is any the different. Only thing the only that we actually <laughs> allowed any kind of machine to determine. <laughs> uh, thank yes. you for joining us on this month long extra stupid version of the thing we <laughs> overthought three separate times now. Um, <laughs> And uh, do not forget that uh, the curse experiment we talked about before, the deadline is Friday, April 7th. Jump in to the description to see uh, uh, where the link is to be in the experiment to maybe be cursed, maybe be in the placebo group. But over the course of six months, have something happen. We'll talk about it with real science later on this year. Um, but that concludes our March Madness at the mouth of March Madness. Thereof. But I, I'm noticing a weird sound coming out of the NCAA. Something is... Seems to be wrong. I don't know what it. Oh, oh, oh! It Weird. seems to have just fully shut down. Oh, and, what? Uh, it says critical error. Cult function is now done forever. <laughs> this is a problem. We were hoping this would be the first of many really fun March Madness accomplishments. Not laborious. Could, yeah, March not, not at all exhausting yep. for us. Uh, yes. Chances for us to all get on, but. We do have notification over here that's been there for a while. Let's let's see what this is. Oh yeah, that notification. Uh seems to be some some DLC coming in. All right, from uh, Justin from Texas, friend of the show, Justin. We do not normally encourage listeners to try any sort of the coding, <laughs> if you can even call it that. Any kind of coding for the NCAA. Very very dangerous. Um, Unholy even. Let me just kind of get in here. Let's see. We're gonna accept a security certificate from developer Jut Jut. 
Yes, except uh, we have a new function loading into the NCAA, the Creature Assessment Coliseum for Kinetic Longevity Experimentation, abbreviated as CACL, looks like it's a way to assess cryptids, creatures, and monsters in a series of head-to-head matches in order to determine which of them is best. Interesting. We'll have to look into that more next year, next March, but uh, for now, wow, this has been our March Madness. And how mad it has been. It Thank you all has. so much for sticking with us <laughs> and enjoying this tournament. <laughs> yes. um, it looks like, as well, the following people have done especially well. The winners of our from our listeners are... The winner yeah, yeah. slash winners is winner slash, slash are... <laughs> in joint third place, Marlus B and Kendall H. In joint second place, Denise M. And Elena G in first place. Beck R. Congratulations to to you or all of you. <laughs> you or y'all. Thank you, you so much y'all. for playing along. We hope you'll do it again next time. We'll have even more lead up to allow more and more people to sign up with their uh, their brackets and uh, yes, and it will not be at all in vain. Certainly, in general, yes. Thank you for all of the fun. I hope you had. Thanks for listening to the show. In general, feel free to leave a review for us. That's very helpful. And spread the word about the show. Uh, Next time, we'll be returning to our normal format of picking a topic, talking about that topic, using science on that topic when we can. It should be fun. Uh, Join us both next time, or at least join someone next time. We'll see. Yeah, uh, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) For some more fun, super duper stitches. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, we did it. Whew.